What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Greatest Season Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Napoli. Let's get right into it. Week six was full of some boring games and some fantastic games, and not a whole lot in between. But um, we're going to go through it all, break it down, and see what's going on. So, really, to start off, I think it's some it's tank time for some teams in the NFL. It's time for uh, some teams to start tanking and looking at getting some good draft picks. Uh, my Bears included, I think. Uh, Last week, that loss. Now we're 2-4. and four. It's time to tank. Let's get a good draft pick, finally, um, instead of trading them all away. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I think that there's a lot of teams that need to tank and um, that it's not a bad option because the draft class next year is phenomenal. All right, let's get right into it. So, really, um, week six proved to be another great week of football um, with some of teams with some teams emerging as legit and others really just showing that, that they're kind of an imposter and that they don't really have a good chance of making a run sometime into the playoffs this year. Um, so really kind of transitioning into my first part of today's episode is a, a week six recap. So the Bears uh, blow yet another game in the last seconds. Um, Commanders sneaked away with the win, and it was uh, really due to their red zone defense and Brian Robinson getting going. And I love to see Brian Robinson getting going and getting it done with 60 yards and a touchdown on the ground. But um, I hate to see the Bears lose in the way that they did. Darnell Mooney needs to catch that pass to end the game. And really, we need to convert when we're in the red zone. We had three possessions inside the five-yard line that accounted for zero points, um, which is absolutely unbelievable to me, and uh, it's unacceptable. I really uh, think our defense played pretty well in this game um, when they haven't a lot of the year. So I'm I'm pleased with that. But unfortunately for the Bears, they come away with a loss. Big win for the Commanders, but Carson Wentz does go down, and they're going to have Taylor Heineke starting this week, um, which actually might not be a bad thing. Uh, Carson Wentz hasn't really played well. He's played well fantasy-wise, but he hasn't really played well. And um, I think Taylor Heineke has proven in the past few years when he has the opportunity to step up, he steps up and he plays pretty well. So, uh, yeah, bad loss for the Bears. Not a great win for the Commanders either, but both teams um, are 2-4 and four now, and it is what it is. And then the G-Men get it done versus the Ravens, and I really think this team has something special. Like Danny Dimes is playing well. Saquon is playing elite. Wendell Robinson got involved this past week. And... Um, their defense is balling like they have they have a defensive unit that wants to be dominant and they have been dominant um and it's really fun to watch unfortunately for Lamar he had those two late turnovers in that game but um he can only do so much by himself he didn't really have a lot of help Kenyon Drake did help him this week but uh J.K. Dobbins disappointed Duvernay really wasn't involved and obviously they need Rashad Bateman back in that lineup without Rashad Bateman it's going to be tough it's going to be very very tough for um the ravens to win games they need a number one receiver and uh until he can come back healthy after that foot sprain we'll see what happens but a great win for the giants they prove that they are a legit team and um, i'm really excited to see what they can do the rest of the way i think that they have some big games coming up and i think that they do end up beating the eagles later in the year uh, Colts win a high-scoring affair versus the division rival in the Jags. Really, Matt Ryan, Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, Paris Campbell, and Deion Jackson all played phenomenal in this game. Uh, the Colts' offense was rolling. Unfortunately, Deion Jackson did get hurt in this game, so now they have three hurt running backs. But, you know, Matt Ryan played to the level that we know he can play. And um, uh, I'm excited to see what they can do the rest of the year. 
Pittman looked dominant. Alec Pierce is that deep ball threat on that team. And man, that last play of the game got me going. And that was absolutely huge. And um, I think that's just, he's just going to build off of that point. And Paris Campbell, I guess, has been really impressing in practice. And it really showed this week at 11 targets. He scored a touchdown um, and he had like 80 yards. So I think that they found a their three receivers that they're going to stick with. And um, they just need to get a healthy running back back. And that offense is going to be rolling. DeForest Buckner as well on their defensive side stepped up big in this game, played very well. And then on the other hand, Trevor Lawrence did play well in this game. He did not have a bad week whatsoever, but James Robinson had another dud week. And uh, ETN played well, but it wasn't enough to really get it done. And uh, really at the end of the day, the Jags defense just couldn't get a stop. And uh, that's the reason they ended up losing the game. But good on the Colts. Um, That brings them... um, for competing for the division and the Jags are slowly starting to slide, unfortunately. And then moving on to the Patriots game, Patriots Browns, man, uh, Ramondre Stevenson is him, uh, really looked fantastic in this game. And I think that he is just going to keep rolling and Damian Harris should not have a role when he comes back. Ramondre Stevenson is the guy and he should be the lead back, um, from now on in that backfield and the Patriots win with Bailey Zappi and, uh, Zappi looked good. He played a very, he executed a very well-played game. And um, no surprise, it's Belichick, their coach. He always finds a way to win, even with mediocre teams. And, um, you know, I, uh, it was a great win for the Patriots. They dominated the Browns all day, and uh, they really shut down the Browns' run defense, which was huge. Chubb really had his first down game of the year. Um, Brissett really couldn't get going, and the Browns' defense couldn't stop the Patriots. So, Really great on the Patriots. Well done this week, um, and I expect them to keep building off of that win. Bengals sneak back to win in the Superdome. Jamar and Burrow had that connection um, in college when they won the national championship at the Superdome, and then they come back for their first game in the NFL together at the Superdome, and, man, did they light it up. It was uh, fun to watch. Really, Burrow and Jamar is the reason that the Bengals ended up coming back and winning this game. And, uh, really, Joe Mixon played well as well, and, the Bengals defense played much better in the second half. They made adjustments and they got it done. And really the saints couldn't get it done with their second string offense and Andy Dalton and all the receivers that are second stringers with Chris Olave and Michael Thomas out. Uh, But Alvin Kamara is starting to look better. And I think that's very good for the saints as they are still very much in the race to win their division. Um, And uh, I'm really looking forward to see if when Jameis gets healthy and Michael Thomas can get healthy and Olave can get healthy to see where that offense can go. And I know that defense can play at a higher level than they have been. Steelers absolutely stunned Tom Brady and the Bucs. This game was absolutely wild. I couldn't believe it. Um, It was really just a horrible showing by Tampa's offense. Horrible. They couldn't get it done. Every time they were in like the red zone or close to the red zone, they just they couldn't get it done and uh, they kicked four field goals before they scored a touchdown and they failed a two-point conversion and really the Steelers defense won the game for them they bend but they didn't break and um, it was really uh, cool to see for the Steelers on at least because uh, Trubisky came in and played really well with the reps that he had so maybe it's not going to be Kenny Pickett's job going forward it could come back to Trubisky I'm not really sure what's going on Najee Harris had another bad day running the ball, to be honest. He caught a touchdown, so that saved some fantasy play or fantasy owners. But really, um, Steelers absolutely stunned Tom Brady and the Bucks. But I expect Tom Brady to bounce back and uh, the Bucks team to bounce back. Their defense is elite, and that offense is elite as well. They just really 
need to start meshing like we all know that they can. And then we got the Falcons win a big game against the 49ers. Um, really, the Falcons defense stepped up in such a big way. They're a young defensive team. But, man, those two interceptions on Jimmy G really sealed the deal. And it was it was awesome. I, I'm, I'm excited for this Falcons team. They're very young. Um, and Mariota's really taken leadership role in that team, and they are playing good football. They are being competitive week in and week out. And um, I'm excited to see where they can take this season. They are tied well i guess they are in second place behind the bucks but they're three and three with the bucks and i'm excited to see what they can do and really caleb huntley is a bowling ball that guy is an absolute bruiser of a running back and i think he should be the leading back going forward until cordero patterson comes back and even when cordero patterson comes back i think he should be used this undrafted kid uh, rookie is just he's a stud um i'm really high on him i think that he is should be the lead back there tyler Algier is obviously another rookie um that they spent a third round pick on i believe but i think it's huntley's it should be huntley's job after watching the game he runs a lot harder and he's been more efficient for them um yeah so great win for the falcons tough loss for the 49ers jeff wilson had a tough day jimmy g threw two picks Ayuk played to what we know Ayuk can play they said he had an amazing camp and he showed it in this game but we'll see if he can build off that next week but unfortunately for the Niners they fall but they're still very much in contention for winning their division and then my favorite game of the week the Jets really get it done against the Packers I could not believe it it was uh such a fun game to watch uh Reese Hall looked absolutely amazing as the running back that we all knew he could be, but we weren't sure if he was going to be that guy this year in the NFL. And then you have Sauce Gardner, who's him. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is notorious for picking on rookies, um, rookie secondary players, and Sauce Gardner played a fantastic game. He got the bragging at the end with the cheese head um, walking into the tunnel, and really Rodgers couldn't get it done, and neither could the running game with A.J. Dillon or uh, Aaron Jones. So... Gotta love to see it. The Jets are really playing good football right now, and they're four and two, which is insane to think about. But uh, it's really exciting, and I think this might actually be the year that the Packers are bad. Like the Packers might actually be a bad team. I don't think that they're legit. I think the Vikings got our division locked down in the NFC North, and um, I would be—I could be wrong. And the, the damn Packers could go to win thirteen games this year, but uh, I don't think so. I think this might actually be the year that they're bad. And uh, I can't wait to see where the rest of the year goes. It's been a long time coming as a Bears fan to, uh, to see the Packers have a bad season. And then the Vikings, you know, they get the win against the Dolphins. Obviously, Dolphins are still without Tua. And um, Skyler Thompson started the game for the Dolphins um, at quarterback. But Teddy Bridgewater came in after he got hurt. Um, but really, Dalvin Cook sealed the game with that run, uh, touchdown run. Justin Jefferson played decent. And Minnesota's defense just got it done. They gave up a lot of um, yards and receptions to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, but every team in the league is going to do that. Um, Tyreek and Waddle are just they're quarterback proof. They're both very, very good receivers, and they can get it done. But it wasn't enough for the Dolphins. Their defense couldn't hold up, and uh, the Vikings get a big win and move on to five and one. Rams win against the Panthers. Uh, Matthew Stafford still looks like a grandpa with Tommy John, and uh, he looks horrible. I I just I don't know what's going on there. It's a uh, it's pretty embarrassing to be honest to have that roster and to play as poorly as he has. 
But, you know, they get the win. Their defense played well. Stafford throws a pick six yet again. Um, and Cam Akers is no longer going to be a Ram, it sounds like. Sounds like he's going to be traded. And Daryl Henderson's going to be the back that steps up. But I wouldn't be surprised if Malcolm Brown, who they just signed, um, is going to be have a bigger role than people anticipate. I don't think it's just going to be the Daryl Henderson show. Um, so we'll see what happens. But uh, I guess a good win for the Rams. Not Nothing flashy, but uh, they get it done um, and move on. Yeah, so Seahawks beat the Cardinals um, thanks to their defense and their ground game. Kenneth Walker looked fantastic in this game. He is going to be legit running back in the NFL. And um, it was overall a pretty boring game, but uh, the Seahawks defense played really well against Kyler Murray, and they really just got it done. Um, And uh, really, Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury have some figuring out to do, especially now with Marquise Brown being done for a little bit. Uh, They are going to be getting DeAndre Hopkins back, but losing Marquise Brown is a big loss. And uh, they did trade for Roby Anderson, but I don't think that's going to be a huge factor. I think Rondell Moore is going to be more involved. But Cardinals have been a very disappointing team this year, and uh, they definitely fall into more of my imposter category. I don't think they have a shot, really, of making a run later in the year. And uh, it's unfortunate to see because I think that they were one of the brighter, younger teams in the NFL, but uh, they just kind of haven't shown up to play this year. And then we got the Bills win in the game of the week. Great matchup, Bills-Chiefs. Um, yet another close matchup between the two and will probably be the AFC divi- or championship game. It's probably what we're going to end up seeing and winner will go to the Super Bowl. Um, but really, I think the difference maker in this game was the connection between Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. And I think that it, it's arguably the best quarterback wide receiver duo in the NFL right now. Um, they just... It's elite. It's an elite connection right now, um, and it's kind of unstoppable. Uh, Diggs is one of the best receivers in the game, as we all know, and Allen's might be one of the it might be the best quarterback this year uh, to this point. It's up for debate for sure. But um, the Bills' defense played good enough, and really the Chiefs' defense played a lot better than I expected them to. I expected the Chiefs' defense to break a lot more than they did, um, which is good for the Chiefs. That's a very good sign. If they can hold up like they did in this game against other teams, they will win. Um, but I think this is likely the AFC Championship showdown that we are going to see in the future. And then we got the Eagles on Eagles Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. Really, uh, the Eagles beat down the Cowboys. The, the score was not really representative of the game. Um, yeah, the Eagles showed out in the first half. Really played very good. Um, almost shut the Cowboys out uh, and forced three turnovers on Cooper Rush, which before I had praised Cooper Rush because he didn't turn the ball over, and that's why he was undefeated in the NFL. But you can't turn the ball over three times and expect to win a game. And, um, yeah, it was kind of unfortunate for the Cowboys. Their defense didn't look as elite as they had in past weeks. Jalen Hurts played very well. A.J. Brown had a good week. And uh, Miles Sanders actually played pretty decent as well. Uh, Devontae Smith will have his games as well. Um, that team going into their bye this week, they're going to be able to recuperate, still undefeated, and I expect them to keep rolling for a little bit. But I do expect them to lose some divisional games, and I think the Giants have a very real shot at winning that division. And then we got Monday Night Football. Um, the Chargers really win a close game, and it's all due to Dustin Hopkins um, with his one leg. He's hobbling around out there, <laughs> falling down after every kick. Uh, Dustin Hopkins won that game for the Chargers. Um, and yeah, Herbert played well enough. 
Eckler had his role of catching like 20 passes, it seemed like, for 20 yards. But um, he scored that 60-yard touchdown, which was huge for the Chargers. They need to get Mike Williams more involved. He's that deep ball threat that is way too talented to only have three targets on the night. Keenan Allen should be coming back this week, so the Chargers will be in better shape. And their defense actually did play better this week than they had in the past. And then on the flip side, you have the Broncos defense, who has been elite all year. They've been playing great football. Um, and then you have the Broncos offense, which should be elite, but is absolute dog water. I don't know what's going on. Russell Wilson started the game off fantastic yesterday, and he finished the game absolutely horribly. Um, he just doesn't look like he wants to win. He got paid a quarter of a billion dollars, and now he looks like he just robbed a bank. I mean, it's what happened. He literally robbed the Broncos organization, and it's a shame. Um, and if he's going to be their quarterback for the next eight years or whatever they have him under contract, he better figure it out because he looks horrible right now. And um, same with Melvin Gordon. I don't know what's going on in that backfield. Latavius Murray is obviously the guy going forward. Um, Melvin Gordon must be having some issues behind the scenes that we don't know about so i'm sure something will emerge with that but that's all i got for the week six recap and then kind of moving on i'm going to go into some fantasy players i think need to be added in some leagues um, that are pretty widely available and i'm going to start with quarterback matt ryan should be added in leagues Uh, he's been playing very well um this last week he played very well he has had a pretty poor start to the season but i think once jonathan taylor gets healthy um He's established a real connection with Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, and Paris Campbell. I think that that team's going to be rolling on offense from here on out. And um, I expect Matt Ryan to play at a high level like the veteran that he is. And then moving on to the running back position, we got Latavius Murray, Kenyon Drake, and Caleb Huntley. Latavius Murray is going to be the guy going forward, it looks like, in Denver. Um, He's going to get all the early down work with Mike Boone picking up the third down work. And Latavius Murray is... He is older, but he has proven to be effective in fantasy, and if you need a running back, he's definitely worth a look. Um, worst comes to worst, Melvin Gordon gets the job back, and you drop Latavius Murray back onto the waivers in a couple weeks. But uh, I think Latavius Murray is going to really carve out a role on this team, and he ran hard last night, and I expect him to continue to keep running hard. Kenyon Drake uh, really outshined J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins just doesn't look great. He's disappointed to this point. He's been hurt. He's disappointed. Um, I don't really know what to make of J.K. Dobbins. Um, I've never been big on him. I would not draft him in any league. And if you do have him, I'm sorry. But uh, Kenyon Drake, I think, is going to be more involved going forward. He proved this week that he can be efficient with his touches and he can be explosive. And um, he's a big reason that they were competitive with the Giants. Um, And he took some stress off Lamar Jackson with – how poor the receiving room is right now obviously they have mark andrews who is an elite tight end but you need receivers and until rashad bateman comes back uh, he's going to be relying on guys like Kenyon drake to really help um accelerate this offense and then lastly my last running back caleb huntley that dude is a bowling ball like i said earlier this guy this kid is legit like he runs hard very very hard and he's fighting for every yard um cordell patterson's on ir for at least another two weeks and i know he's splitting time with tyler algier right now but i think caleb huntley is going to be the guy um and he has a very favorable matchups coming up in the next few weeks i would not be surprised if he has a couple top 10 finishes in the running back room in the next few weeks and uh i think that he's going to be someone to watch and if the falcons don't hang on to him after this season he should be picked up and should be at least a backup running back on some team 
Then moving on to receiver, Rondell Moore is going to see an increase in touches, even with D-Hop coming back because Marquise Brown is hurt. Um, I think Rondell Moore is going to be more involved. He's kind of like a Debo Samuel type weapon, and he needs to be more involved because the Cardinals offense, as we all know, is struggling very greatly. Um, So I think Rondell Moore should be added. And uh, lastly, I'm going to talk about Alec Pierce. This kid has established himself as the deep ball threat for the Indianapolis Colts. I think he's going to be a stud. Um, Like Pittman's going to be that reliable crossing route receiver for Matt Ryan, but Alec Pierce is going to be that reliable deep ball threat who gets pass interference calls, makes the big play, scores deep long touchdowns like we saw in the last play of the game versus the Jaguars. Um, It did save his fantasy day because he was having a pretty poor day up to that point. But it's happened plenty of times. I think this is really just the start of Alec Pierce and um, his emergence as a number two receiver for the Colts. And then some deeper leagues, um, some guys to look at if you have like in a 12-man league. Gus Edwards running back for the Baltimore Ravens. He's going to be coming back, and uh, he's definitely worth a look. I know Kenyon Drake showed out this week but that could change any week and Gus Edwards was going to be their guy when J.K. Dobbins got hurt last year but then he got hurt and Dobbins still doesn't look great Kenyon Drake's had iffy up and down weeks but I still think Gus Edwards is worth a look he might end up being the guy by the end of the year I have no idea that is always a kind of a sticky situation in Baltimore but Gus Edwards is worth a look in a 12-man or deeper league then we got Juan Dale Robinson rookie wide receiver for the Giants, I really think he's going to emerge to be their number one receiver. He's going to see plenty of targets from Daniel Jones, and I think he's going to get going. I think he's going to start heating up here, and um, he's going to be exciting to watch. He scored his first touchdown this week. He finally got healthy, and I think that uh, he has a lot better days coming. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones on Browns, I think he's going to continue to get better every week, and while he might not be seeing a huge target share right now, I think that will improve especially later in the season uh, when Jacoby Brissett is no longer quarterback and uh, Deshaun Watson comes back. So I think Dauphin Peoples-Jones is going to be that guy um, behind Amari Cooper. He will be the established number two by the end of the year, and he's definitely worth a look. I think around playoff times, he could be very clutch for some teams. And then a long shot here, Bailey Zappi. I think he's worth a look if you need a quarterback in a deep league. Um, I'm not sure this is going to be the Mac Jones job when he comes back. Um, Zappi played very smart and executed very well this past week, and I think that this could lead to a big thing for him in the future. Um, I'm excited to see where that goes, and I think that uh, there's better days for him to come, and uh, I'm not sure it's the Mac Jones job anymore. I could be completely wrong, but that's just a long shot, um, kind of my long shot guess for someone that you might want to look at if you're in a deep league. All right, and then kind of moving on, I'm going to move on to predictions for Week 7. Starting off, um, so we do have four teams on by this week. It's going to be the Buffalo Bills, the Los Angeles Rams, Minnesota Vikings, and the Philadelphia Eagles. So there's going to be quite a – we're missing two games this week, so we're going to have 14, and it's going to be like that pretty much from here on out um, until later in the season when buys stop. All right, so starting off with a Thursday night game, we got the Saints and the Cardinals. I'm taking the Saints in this one. I think Jameis Winston comes back, plays this week, and I think Kamara really gets going against this Cardinals defense. I think even with DeAndre Hopkins coming back, I think the Saints bottle up the Cardinals pretty well, and I think the Saints come out on top, get a big win, 
and uh, start their trend upward to compete for the division. I think between the Saints, the Bucks, and the Falcons, it's going to be kind of a competitive race um, between them, and we'll see what happens later on in the season, but I think it's going to be a competitive division towards the end of the year. Then we're moving on, we got. I'm going to take the Ravens over the Browns. Uh, the Browns didn't look great this past week, and the Ravens' run defense is pretty solid. Um, Nick Chubb will have a better game than he did last week, and I think Kareem Hunt will as well. But uh, I think the Ravens win this game. Rashad Bateman will hopefully be back for Lamar Jackson, which would be a huge win for them. Then they have more diverse targets out there, and they have the deep ball threat other than Devin DuVernay. So um, I think the, the Ravens come out on top, even though – the Browns do probably play a little bit better than they did this past week against the Patriots. Then moving on, we got the Buccaneers and the Panthers. Not a great game. Panthers are probably the worst team in football now. But uh, I think Tom Brady bounces back in this game big time. I mean, this is an opportunity for him to score a lot of points. And uh, for really Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Russell Gage, or Julio Jones to benefit, as well as Leonard Fournette, I think... Fantasy-wise, it's going to be a huge offensive game for the Bucs, and uh, I think just in general the Bucs are going to just destroy the Panthers this week, and it's not really going to be a very competitive game. But as I saw last week, it could be completely off, and the Steelers, like the Steelers, I had no idea the Steelers would even be close to the Bucs, but the Panthers are a far worse team than the Steelers. And then moving on, we got the Falcons and the Bengals. I'm taking the Falcons in this one. I'm going to go with the underdog. I think the Falcons have been rolling this year. They've been playing very good football. If Mariota comes out and has a good game, I think the Falcons take this game pretty handily, actually. Joe Burrow has not looked amazing this year like he did kind of last year. He hasn't played bad, but he hasn't been the typical Joe Burrow that we know. And uh, Joe Mixon really hasn't gotten going. And this Falcons defense has been hungry. Like, they have been flying to the ball. They've been playing very aggressive, led by Grady Jarrett. And um, I think that if Marcus Mariota comes out, Caleb Huntley can get going. They can get Drake London involved, Michael Pitts, or Kyle Pitts. Um, I think that uh, the Falcons come away with a big win this week and uh, stay tied or stay in second place for the division. Then we got the Cowboys and the Lions. I'm taking the Cowboys in this one. I think Dak's coming back. And as we know, even though the Lions coming off a bye, they've had time to prepare. I do think that the Lions still take the L this week. Um, the Cowboys come out with a win. Dak, they play to Dak's strengths, do some short passes, some screen passes. And I really think Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard have the big week on the ground. As we all know, the, the Lions defense is the worst, one of the worst in the league for run defense and pass defense. So, I think it will still be a decently scoring game, and I think the Lions' offense will come out playing pretty well now that DeAndre Swift and Amon Ra will be healthy. Um, But I do expect the Cowboys to still get the win this week, get back on track after a tough loss versus the Eagles. And we got the Giants and the Jaguars. I'm taking the Giants all day. I'm all in on the G-Men. I really think that they're probably going to win that division this year in the NFC East. I I'm excited to see what they can do. This team is special, and I think Brian Dable has built the culture that they needed. And I think Daniel Jones has stepped up this year as a leader and as a player. Um, and I think they come out with a big win against the Jags. The Jags are struggling right now, and they're desperate for a win. But I think that the Giants defense comes out playing as hard as they have in the past few weeks. And I think that their offense with Saquon comes out and beats the Jags down. 
Uh, Packers, Commanders, I'm, I'm going to take the Packers in this one. The Commanders um, might be better off with Taylor Heineke. They might not be. We'll see this week. I do think Brian Robinson actually does have another good game this week, but I think the Packers' ground game cannot be stopped by the Commanders, and I think Aaron Rodgers gets back on track with Alan Lazard and Romeo Dobbs. Um, and Packers come away, get get another win for them, get above 500. And we got probably the better game, one of the better games of the week. We got the Colts and the Titans. I think this is going to be a very tough divisional matchup, but I think uh, Derrick Henry is going to have a good day. And if Jonathan Taylor can come back, I think Jonathan Taylor has another has a, has a good day, his first good day really of the year. Uh, Matt Ryan will, con- I think, continue to play at a high level this week and spread the ball around to Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, Paris Campbell, uh, Mo Alley-Cox, um, all the weapons that he really has. And um, I think that the Col- I'm taking the Colts in this one. I think they're going to come out on top over the Titans in a very close divisional matchup. And uh, this is their second meeting of the year already early on in the season, so this is the last time that they're going to play, and the Colts need to win this game um, to really have a good shot at winning their division. Texans Raiders. I think this game is actually going to be fairly close, but I do. I'm going to take the Raiders coming off a bye. Everyone's had a time to prepare, and I think their defense is going to come out and play much better. I think Devontae Adams is going to be heavily involved. I think Josh Jacobs is going to pick up right where he left off, just absolutely tearing through defenses. But I also do expect the defenses or the, the Texans to play well this week. I think Damian Pierce picks up right where he left off. I think Davis Mills has an efficient week with Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins. Um, but I'm going to take the Raiders. Then we got the Jets and the Broncos. I'm going all in on the Jets. I think the Jets are uh, going to win this week, and I think the Broncos fall to pretty much as a out of playoff contention after they lose this week. Um, the Jets are going to they're going to win. Uh, their defense is playing very well, and Brees Hall has been playing at a very high level. It's going to come down to how well Zach Wilson plays, whether they win this week, because the Broncos also have a very good defense. But the Broncos' offense has been very piss poor all year, and um, I expect the Jets to come out and continue the momentum, get to 5-2 and two, uh, for the first time since I think Mark Sanchez did it in like 2010, 2011. So, uh, yeah, go good for the Jets. I think that they get this win this week against the Broncos in a what could end up being a pretty solid afternoon game. Oh, and then we got the Chiefs and the 49ers. I think this will be a good afternoon game as well. Um, I do expect the Chiefs to come back and bounce back after their loss to the Bills. I expect the Niners to lose in this one. Um, I really just think that if the Chiefs' defense can play as well as they did against the Bills, the Niners don't stand a chance. Um, and the 49ers' defense is obviously very good as well but jimmy g probably will turn the ball over jeff wilson might not get going in this game like he did last week and if that's the case i think the niners have a rough week um against a chiefs defense that stepped up big last week and mahomes will be mahomes he'll spread the ball around he'll score some touchdowns and hopefully juju and travis kelsey can continue to be his guys then we got the seahawks and the chargers i'm taking the chargers in this one i think it's gonna be a high scoring affair both defenses aren't great um and uh I really just, if they can shut down Geno Smith, kind of like what happened against the Cardinals, even though the Cardinals did end up losing that game, um, I think the Chargers offense is good enough to beat the Seahawks and uh, the Seahawks' defense that hasn't been good pretty much all year. Last week was their first decent week of the year. But uh, I think it's a big game for the Chargers. They need to win this game to go to 5-2, and two, and um, I think it will be a very high-scoring affair. Then we got kind of a boring, weird Sunday night game. We got the Steelers and the Dolphins. Um, I'm taking the Dolphins in this one. It's rumored that Tua is going to be back and healthy. And if Tyreek and Waddle are on the field, 
I think that it's going to be a heyday for the Dolphins against that Steelers team. Um, I don't think that the Steelers are going to get much going on offense, and I think the Dolphins come out with a pretty triumphant victory over the Steelers and get back on track to where they were before the Tua injury and all the injuries that they've had. And then the Monday night game, kind of another weird, we got some weird primetime games this week. The Bears and the Patriots. I'm taking the Patriots in this one. I think Ramondre Stevenson runs all over the Bears. And I think that uh, depending on who's at quarterback for the Patriots, whether it's Zappi or Jones, I don't doesn't really matter in this one. I think the Patriots come out, beat the Bears on Monday night, and Belichick gets another win um, with a team that is kind of under the radar right now to probably make a wild card uh, or to be in contention for a wild card. So, um, yeah, that's all I got for week six predictions. I'm going to go through and maybe make a couple or make a couple, um, bold fantasy predictions, kind of like I did last week. Um, really starting with, I think Alvin Kamara is going to be an RB top three running back this week, um, against the Cardinals. I think Kamara is going to have a monster week and a really big game, um, against the Cardinals. And then I think Caleb Huntley is going to have a tremendous game against the Bengals. I think he's going to finish in the top 15 as a running back this week uh, for the Falcons. And I expect him to have a big game against a Bengals run defense that is mediocre. And then as far as Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, I expect both of them to score this week and finish with both of them within the top 10 of wide receivers um, as they have not been amazing this year with the play that we have seen out of the Buccaneers. And then I expect Brees Hall to actually have a dud kind of week. I think he's going to be outside the top 20 of running backs this week um, against a very good Broncos defense. But uh, I still expect him to finish as a top 10 running back by the end of the year. And then I'm going to finish it off with, I think, Tyreek Hill ends as the wide receiver one for the week. Um, I think he's going to have a monster week against the Steelers secondary. And as we've seen, he's getting the targets. He's pretty much quarterback proof. Yeah, I mean... It's a, it's, he's something special, even without Patrick Mahomes throwing to him. But that's really all I got for this week. Um, I really appreciate all the support and everyone that's listening. Please feel free to leave comments. Let me know what you think of the podcast. If you'd like to see anything else, I am going to have two buddies hopefully coming on next week for our episode. It's going to be really fun. They're Chargers and Rams fans. So um, I'm really looking forward to the upcoming weeks getting some guests on the podcast and uh as always come for the vibes and stay for the football i appreciate all of you take care of yourself do something you enjoy every day and uh peace and love appreciate y'all